Hello, everyone, and welcome to season two, episode two of Be Spirit Led Podcast. I have my girl Hillary in the hey. building. This is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so weak, y'all, because we literally had the best conversation before we started we recording. Y'all missed out, yeah. but it's fine. We still have some more just goodness coming your way. Yes. So yeah, girl, how are yes. you? I am doing very well. How are you doing? I'm well, I'm well. This is very exciting. My first guest. Yes. <laughs> so tell us a little about yourself. Yes. So I was, um, I'm of course from Hampton Roads, as some of you may or may not know. Seven five. Seven five seven. Mm-hmm. Um, Chesapeake. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was born and raised here. Um, ended up going away to college in New York City, and um, I'll share my testimony later. But ended up living all over the the East Coast, and um, I actually just moved to New York, and now I'm back in Hampton Roads for a little bit, but planning to go back because of Corona. Hashtag Corona. Um, yes, girl. She's but um, I'll be starting. I am a uh, recruiter, so I'll be starting um, working for a company called Prosimo Global, and I'll be recruiting for them. So. I'm excited. Actually, just got that job today. Yes, yes. Come on, somebody. Yes. So that's just very short. I love hobbies, singing. I love dancing, acting. Theater gal. Theater gal. Yes. I love all of that stuff. I also have a heart for women, too. Yes. Empowering them. Yes. Because she Um, just empowered me, y'all. Should have been there. Should have been there. (laughs) Too bad. Well, I'm excited to have you on here. Thank you so uh-huh. much for agreeing. This is, uh, but honestly, just like you said, you definitely have a heart for women. So just the lifestyle that God has given you to live always blesses other people and definitely blesses your peers, especially me, of course. Oh, so, thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you for having me. I'm of excited course. to be on. This is really fun. So, so. let's get into what everyone wants to know okay okay mm-hmm. why the grass is not greener on the other side y'all Mm-mm. that's what the people want to know because you know i desire to be married i don't know about you mm-hmm. after this you know you know yeah. you know so oh, for sure so what's like contentment look like for you and your life even though you're not married right now yeah, I would say the biggest lesson that I learned um, that I am learning even the last few years is that contentment is a choice. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, is that just because you're content or you say you're content, does that does not mean that you don't have moments of desiring a spouse mm-hmm. or wanting a spouse. But what it is when you're when you say you're content and you full, really are content, you're saying, Lord, I thank you for my portion in this season. Yep. Um, you know, you've given me everything that I need to be to walk out your purpose, to be successful. And if we believe that no good thing does God withhold, mm-hmm. we have to trust and accept that what God has given us mm-hmm. in this season is what we need. And that's it. Period. And so I think it comes from a place from that. I think also understanding, you know, the season of life you're in and that singleness mm-hmm. um, is a gift from God. And um you know, I I always tell people, I was like, for those of you guys who are praying for a spouse, I want to applaud you and commend you because I, for me, I'm learning it really takes courage and faith in God to say, God, I'm willing to wait mm-hmm. and I won't settle because a lot of us could easily just like, 
be like, okay, I'm done being content. I'm this, I'm tired of this. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to find someone. But you're like, no, God, your purpose is more important than me just mm. finding someone. So you should be put really proud of yourself. Girl, yes. <laughs> I need to put that on the show. Right? Yes. <laughs> And um, and so as I was just thinking about contentment, I mean, God reminded me when he spoke this to me, when he spoke this truth to me, it really ministered to me. But he said, if I have you waiting, be prepared to receive more than what you've prayed for. Mm. Always. I put that in my back pocket. And Girl, yes. If God has you waiting, be prepared to receive more than what you've prayed for. Mm. And so what that does to me is that I'm like, OK, so what that what that means is that God is preparing me for what he's planning to send me but then also he loves me so much he's gonna bless me beyond what i prayed for mm, jesus like does that not get you excited mm. i'm like yes lord like thank you i always feel like i don't know not to say i don't know what to pray for in a spouse but i'm like lord i actually don't really know what to ask you for minus lord i want it to be fine i want it to be <laughs> right? I, I don't really care about the six foot thing but i do want him to be taller than me he loves you, serves the church, got a good job. I don't know. I try not to, I don't want to get too shallow, you know? And then there's like that list thing. And I swear I have like made at least five lists and I update it all the time. Yes. Like yeah. so often, maybe yeah. like every couple years I'll update it. But also too, as I grow to like understand men yeah. in ways I haven't been able to before, Shout out to social media and men just pouring out their feelings these days. I love it. But like, you know, it's like, wow, I actually didn't know y'all were like, like this, mm. or this is actually what you wanted. Or you knew game, like you knew our game because we know yours, but I didn't know that men actually knew, like they peeped our game. Ooh. I love it. I love it. And mm. when it comes to like what, we don't know what to pray. I I was like, okay, Lord, you know, we say like, not our will, but your will be done. But mm -hmm. I was like, what can I pray if I really want to pray God's will? Mm -hmm. And I said, Lord, send me the man, or you could say, Lord, send me the woman of your dreams. Because mm. what that does is you're saying like, I don't know what to pray, but just send me what your perfect version mm -hmm. <laughs> of the perfect person for me. Right. Not that there's a perfect person, but in terms of like your purpose. Right, and stuff. right, right. So, you know, like. Lord, please send me your the man of your dreams mm. and give me a heart to receive it just in case it's not in the package Ooh! I'm hoping or expecting for. Not to say you won't be attracted. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's no. a whole nother conversation. But like <laughs> yeah, I believe yeah. that God will give you attraction for that person. He's not going to be like, you know. <laughs> Listen, I just like I'm brown and skinny. All right. That's <laughs> look brown and skinny, Lord. <laughs> that's all I need. And full lips, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. Mm -hmm. Full lips, but yes. you know that is true. It's it's the package that yeah. I think a lot of us get hung up on is like, oh, you know, we have to be attracted and stuff like that. But I think though that God will give us eyes for who we need to have eyes for. Like even then, if they're not your type, I've let go of like my type. Yes, I know God knows what I like, mm -hmm. but I've kind of let go of my type. That's something I know I will definitely need to surrender later on. But I kind of just, you know, Lord, I know that whoever you have for me, I'll have eyes for that person. So, yes. yeah, I just it's like a societal thing, though. Like this person has to look like this. You have to have that. It's like the standards of beauty that society has created um, or the people that we see on Instagram. It's like my man got to look like 
you know, thick neck like an NFL player, <laughs> waves, six foot ten. Right. And it's like, it's really not even that deep. No. It's, it's not. not. It's not. They don't have no character, no Oof. nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? They just look good on the outside. Right. But I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I feel like people should be. <laughs> I think people should put more emphasis on how this person makes you feel and how they treat right. you. Of course, the right. relationship with God is the most important thing. Right. But like, we sometimes will neglect that because they mm -hmm. look good mm -hmm. or they have money or whatever. And I'm like, no, like, mm -hmm. how this person treats you is one of the most important things. Like, you know, are they treating you how they should be treating you? Do they, you know, there's just a mm -hmm. lot of things that I think we kind of. Because of society, we have it backwards. Mm -hmm. It's like priorities. Look good, and then he needs to be a believer. Like, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but do you feel like in the church, though, that as women, we get forced to date guys we're not attracted to because of who they are in like in the church and things like that like oh yeah i would say i would say they they may look at you and they'd be like oh you're a beautiful christian woman well i'll have someone for you and you may not be attracted i feel like they do it because it's like they want us to settle they want i don't want to say so settle they may think from their peripheral that maybe either you'd be attracted to them or you know based on the, his character that you mm -hmm. would like him or something right um but i would say definitely i mean if it's a friend trying to like Hook me up. My friends usually know like right, type right, right, and things like that. And right. your friends know your type, right? So they they've known not to send. Don't even right. Don't send me no thick drawn. <laughs> I look skinny and brown. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Girl, I like all the colors of the rainbow. So I don't. I do too. You know, this is this, like I said. It's a constant surrendering. Yes. But I don't mind. You know, swirl life. You know, yeah. I don't mind a little Aladdin. I don't mind a little. Oh, I have my preference. You know. No, no, oh, no. Pre pre yeah. Oh, I love, I love. You know, I have my my preference yeah. for sure. Black men, you have my heart. Yes. However, 100%. you know, if a nice Dave came around, you know, <laughs> Swirl Life. I wouldn't. I would not be mad at Swirl Life, but it got to be a certain kind of white. But but anyways, yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah. anyways. Yeah. So, what is your testimony when it comes to relationships? Yes. Um, I would say for me, um, I ended up, so right after when I first started college, I was in New York city and ended up meeting, um, this, this great guy at the time. And we actually ended up getting married. So yeah, I was married before. And this was probably around like 20, 2010 is when I met him, mm -hmm. but we dated for two years before we got married. Mm -hmm. So we dated while we were both in college, ended up getting married. Um, and then I'll tell you, we kind of just like rushed into it. We both weren't ready. I kind of pressured him into getting married. Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't something that we were like, we had peace about or anything. It was just, we just jumped into it. And so we had a really, really rough and difficult marriage. Um, lots of, uh, just different types of like verbal abuse, almost physical. It just was really unhealthy. And so I was in that for about two and a half years and ended up, um, getting a divorce. And that's like the short story, but and I'm going to talk more so about what God did in my life after the divorce. Mm -hmm. So it was divorced back in Virginia, literally had no money, just the clothes on my back. It was just, it was like a place of like devastation. And I was literally like, okay, so 
how do I, what, what happens now when you, you know, cause when you get married or you're thinking about getting married, you're thinking for life, mm-hmm. you're thinking there's no way that this is going to end. This is it. I found my person. Mm-hmm. And so the devastation that I felt, if I can compare it to anything, I would say it was more so like a death, mm-hmm. except the person was still alive. Mm-hmm. They just weren't in your life, but it was still the idea of like the death of dreams that we had mm-hmm. talked about the death of, you know? And so I was, I was drowning in grief. I literally was like, I felt like my heart was going to just like come out of my chest. Like mm-hmm. I was having panic attacks, oh, anxiety wow. attacks, couldn't sleep. It was just, I didn't know how to process all of this. Um, and so what eventually happened and I was like, okay, like, Lord, Hey, it's me. Haven't talked to you in a few years. So I had kind of gotten away from God while I was mm. in the marriage. And even before I would say kind of gotten away. Um, and so kind of had, I would say an encounter with God again, and God kind of showed up and showed out and he began to heal me and reveal himself Mm -hmm. in supernatural ways and spent a lot of time in therapy and just growing as a, as a woman and really knowing, learning and who, who I am in Christ. Um, And it's still, of course, everything's an ongoing journey. I definitely don't want to say that I've arrived, Mm -hmm. but over the past few years, God's definitely been using that, um, and um, for his good. And God sent uh, divorcees and other women across my path because it's not just for me. I'm now I'm able to relate to women who've gone through any type of trauma. Mm-hmm. I understand, you know, what that feels like, what that lo- looks like, what loss looks like. I mean, God has made me I'll walk into a room and I'm so sensitive to what people are feeling. Mm-hmm. And, um, if they're sad, God, gave. I'm just like really in tune with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really it's really I've gained more out of my divorce than anything that I could have imagined. Wow. Um, and just, so I'm super thankful. I wouldn't say I'm super thankful for the, for the divorce per, per se, but I will say I'm thankful for what God did with mm-hmm. the divorce because it was a time where I had to look at and say, Hey, you know, I failed, mm-hmm. you know, and I know some of the listeners are like, okay, well, you know, maybe I haven't failed on that level or like whatever, or maybe I have, I did something what you consider worse. There's no amount of pain that God cannot heal. Mm. And there's no amount of shame that God cannot reverse that shame right. and really use for his glory. And so I used to see failure as a dead end, but now I really see it as the beginning of something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Cause when I hit rock bottom, when I tell you, I felt, I ran right into, I fell right into the rock. I mean, it was, it was so beautiful how God was there with me, mm-hmm. but then it took years after that for me to kind of fight that, condemnation that you know and all that stuff that self-condemnation um and having to forgive myself and all of that all that so it's definitely a process yeah so that's like the short wow (laughs) wow yeah well girl when you said y'all was toxic and what would you say y'all was going through some crazy stuff and nothing if you bucking i couldn't imagine (laughs) i cannot imagine because y'all hillary she is the cutest little petite self y'all so i'm look you cannot just mess with people that are small, y'all, because no. they have a whole other side to them. Girl, I'm like people don't know. <laughs> I can only imagine. So, like, what advice would you have for like women and men that are navigating through divorce yeah. at like a young age? Like, you know, like, is there hope? Like, mm-hmm. how can they learn from um, their mistakes that they've made in their previous relationship? Like you know, even now, like, what does life look like for you now? Like, what, what has God done in your life since then? Yeah, 
I would say um, to really uh, take the time and allow God to heal you. Mm -hmm. um, I'm all about counseling, going and talking to a counselor. Um, so that they can just kind of help you understand from a different perspective. They're unbiased. You know, they're not your family right. who's trying to offer support, oh but they're still, it's still one-sided. You yes, know what I mean? And sure. so um, take failures relationally and use them to evaluate yourself. Mm -hmm. So ask questions like, what could I have done differently? And this also does not just relate to d divorcees. It could also relate to people who failed in relationships. Too. Right. What was my participation in the failed situation? Mm. And what can I do differently going forward? So mm. really sitting with those questions, going to counseling, sitting with God, relearning your identity in Christ, um, because what that divorce can do is kind of shake your identity of who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's why it grieves God's heart. Sin, God doesn't hate us when we sin, but he hates sin because it grieves, it grieves his heart, but then he knows it grieves his children's heart. Mm -hmm. Like it grieves our hearts. Yeah. And so he loves healing us, but he's like, oh, that breaks my heart. Now I have to go, <laughs> you know, I'm not right. saying it's like a chore, mm -hmm. but it definitely is something that, um, you know, he doesn't want us to have to go through. Right, right. Especially when he's like, I'm life and I am life more abundantly. You can mm -hmm. have all that in me. Right. And so I would say be patient with yourself. Healing is a process. Mm -hmm. um, if someone had told me it would have taken me years to, to heal from that, I mean, it would have completely changed my perspective on it, understanding that it takes time. Right. It right. takes time to heal from something like that. And so there is hope. Hope is in the name of Jesus. And mm -hmm. also... Find, spend time with God, go to therapy, find um, friends who really genuinely love you for you. Right. And um, yeah, it's a journey. Be patient with yourself. Journal. I, I love journaling. That was one of my favorite things. I would mm -hmm. write love letters to myself. Write oh. lo I wrote a letter, a goodbye letter to my ex-husband. And it's so cool to see how God just um, is able to heal you. And then I would say probably I am and one of the best places I could ever be in mm. because when you give God your brokenness, he makes something so beautiful out of mm. it. I hope this is blessing you as much as I am. I love that, like journaling, writing a letter to your ex, like a goodbye type situation, like a dear John type letter. Maybe that's something I definitely need to do is with my previous relationship. Yeah. Cause with that, like, you know, things get brought up sometimes, memories, and um, and I mean, I really didn't get closure from that situation, but maybe doing something like that, like writing a letter, like just getting everything out. Because what happens is when I'm alone or I'm driving or I'm in the tub, you know, That's all real. these things pop yeah. up. It's like, <laughs> and another thing, and another thing. But it's just like, that's not even like the energy you want to give to situations like that. Like you want to genuinely heal and you want that person to know how you heal, but did you give him the letter or did you keep it? I didn't. It? It's, oh, it was okay, more, okay. For, more for my It was more benefit. for you. Got you. Got um, because you. Because I think you were talking about closure. I personally see closure as something that you can, you have to get to that place where you, sometimes you don't get that closure. Yes. So for me, I never got an apology, mm. even though I apologized. Um, so I never get that apology. So for me, I had to decide, okay, you know what? That's where he is. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm going to just forgive him. Mm -hmm. So you've got to forgive the other person. Um, and then if you never get that sorry or explanation, you just have to keep moving forward Yes. and um, kind of create that closure within yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. And that's really, really, really good. I also love like 
you pointing out like there's still like self-awareness and accountability in breakups, even if the other person did do you dirty. Like, you know, there's still reflection that you can be like, okay, what part did I play in this situation to happen? Like, what part did I play in the relationship not working? And also, is this something that I've been doing in previous relationships that I really just brought into this relationship that didn't work out again? So I know that's definitely something that I always try to do is be self-aware. I I really cannot with like always blaming other people. And it's just like, I'm no, I'm not perfect. Um, so there is something that I could have done better, or maybe I could have viewed things in a different lens or perspective. Cause you know, everyone's different, especially in relationships. It's two people that come from different backgrounds, yeah. different this, different that coming together. So, I mean, relationships are hard being boyfriend and girlfriend, but I mean, marriage, that's like a whole, that's like lifestyles, like being put together. So of course there's going to be someone that I mean, on both sides, there's going to be something that someone could have done oh, better. Oh, for sure. And I think, too, understanding that, like, you, even if you're in a relationship or even in the ending of a marriage, you are not, you cannot control what the other person does. Mm -hmm. You can only control what you do. Mm -hmm. So you have a choice in those moments to really, like you said, reflect and understand that sometimes it's not the other person. Sometimes it's you. Mm -hmm. And it's your dysfunction that God wants to heal. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes God will send relationships to remind us like, hey, mm -hmm. I, I need you to work on your tone a little bit when mm -hmm. you talk to people. Or I need to Listen. you know, work on your, your character a little bit or keeping your word or mm -hmm. all of these things. And God will use people to help us heal and also for us to learn more about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> I think when it comes to like, what you said, God using certain situations to kind of show our character and our heart, that's something that we actually really don't want to be honest about. It's like, no, it's still other people. It's still, no, they're actually trying me. No, it's actually how they're talking to me or whatever the case may be. But we never really look at it as it, what is God using with the situation? Like, what is God doing in the situation? How is this situation supposed to grow me and help me? And not only just romantic relationships, but also like at work. Yeah. Like, I cannot tell you how many times I've had to just self-reflect on situations that have happened at work. And it's like, is this really the environment that God is, you know, showing me and things like that? Or is it me? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm the thing that's the only thing that really can change here not the environment. So in relationships, you know, the relationship might, you know, go through its whatever, but at the end of the day, as individuals, we have to change. Like, I'm going to have to bring about this change. Like, what is God trying to do in my life when you've done things a certain way and I do things a certain way and we're two people coming together in a union and it's like, okay, so when you do this, what am I supposed to do with that like how does god want me to respond to you as your wife yeah so girl yeah. you have to pray for me with that because yeah. my mouth i mean mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing too is like that's what i was saying earlier is like how god uses relationships whether that's friendships or right. relationally to really sharpen us and marriage is like a mirror mm -hmm. so you're gonna see oh, things yeah. about yourself that you didn't even know were there you're gonna have another person oh my calling you out on your mm -mm. stuff don't tell me that and so if you struggle with getting correction from god i mean imagine wow. getting correction from a a man who's 
you know, more than likely submitted to God. Mm -hmm. So you want to be open to that or a woman who submitted to God, mm -hmm. but their relationships sharpen you and they oh make my, you more like Christ. Yeah. And marriage is probably the, the closest thing mm -hmm. to, to that sharpening that wow. God wow. So it's definitely like, you know, I'm not trying to like discourage people, but it's, right. it's beautiful. But yeah. if you're really not ready to pursue someone and put someone's needs above yourself mm. and really serve that person and, and love is also, um, you know, all about being corrected and sharpened. Mm -hmm. And if you're not ready to do that and receive that, mm -hmm. then that's okay. I'm not saying you have to arrive before you can get married, right. but definitely use the single time mm -hmm. to really work on that. Mm, that's, and I love that you said you don't have to arrive before you um, get married because that's something that I feel like I struggle with a lot is feeling like I have to be perfect. I have to figure things out. I have to let go of my bad habits. I have to be this woman or this whatever before I get married. Or my relationship with God has to look like this in order for him to send me my spouse. Like I go through that like cycle of thinking those things all the time. Yeah. And I'm not sure, honestly, where I got that from, but I don't know. It just feels like when you look at other people, and this is where social reality and social media comes from, like, it's really not what we think it is, um, but it just seems like people will have it all together and then they get married mm. or like they... I don't know, you did this one thing and that was like the answer to God opening this whatever. And then here comes your husband or here comes your wife. Like it's, it's so interesting. Like, and I, I mean, I know a lot of like young women that feel that way. Like you have to get it together yeah. before you get married rather than understanding that, you know, marriage is going to just magnify whatever it is that you keep trying to cover up and be perfect before your spouse comes. Oh, like it's for sure. still going to be yeah. there. I would say that that probably comes from just us hearing other stories of how people met. You're right. That, <laughs> you know, it's too like many YouTube like, videos. She was like, I was in a content, the most content season I've yes! ever been. <laughs> and then I was at the grocery it. store and I saw Devon, <laughs> we locked eyes and that's how I knew. Right. Like, let me tell you something about God. And I know you know this too. And listeners know this. God does what he wants with who he wants when he wants to do it. Period. So when it's your time and your season, mm -hmm. like it doesn't like it's one of those things like you may think you're not ready. But did you ask God? Mm -hmm. You know, like, did you ask God? Is it just like, oh, you're going to wait till you feel ready? Well, life is all about what God's called you to do. Right. Like it's about his timing. Right. And so a lot of times we're like claim we're waiting and God is waiting on us to move mm. and shift. We were talking about this. Yes, yes. So I think it's about the whole idea of positioning yourself mm -hmm. is I picture positioning. A lot of people picture, picture it as like an arrival point, but I pictured as forward motion of walking in purpose and doing mm -hmm. all that God has called you to do. Right. And using the, the every single second of, of your singleness right. for the glory of God. Right. And that also includes rest too. Cause I'm not saying mm -hmm. like, I don't believe in the grind till you die. Girl, like, I'm going to sleep. sleep. No. One thing about it is I'm taking a nap. <laughs> okay. I'm getting my eight hours. Yes. So it's definitely, it's definitely one of those things. I don't believe in the whole arrival thing. Mm -hmm. When God, when it's, when it's time, I feel like God, God will make it happen. Right. 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 Um, so, and I mean, I think, to point on something that you said um, about being single and um, doing things, you know, in preparation and things like that, you know, you're not going to arrive. But I think the thing is too, that 
people feel like there's a formula. So they do all those things and they get into the process of, oh, I'm going to be a wife. So I'm going to do all these things because I know God's going to bless me. I know God's going to bless, you know, at the end of my grind is going to be a man. At the end of my grind is going to be a woman. So I feel like that's something too that uh, in the church, a lot of women, um, they really do have that mindset for sure. Or even in the world. I mean, I know a lot of people, a lot of different kinds of women and they're like, you know, I'm just going to be one day, you know, just minding my business, working hard and my man's just going to fall from heaven or wherever, you know, people yeah. come from. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that that is so interesting and so true because I feel like a lot of times when, <laughs> when people think that like their person is just going to arrive. I mean, if you were, if you claim to be a believer, like you walking in purpose is not for you to get a spouse. You walking in purpose is for you to to, to do God's will. Mm -hmm. And so the end of being obedient to God is not a spouse. It should be more Jesus. That should be the mm -hmm. end goal. And if God decides to bless you with a spouse, then good. But that's not the end goal. That's We all, we all know that things don't fulfill you. People mm -hmm. don't fulfill you. God is the only one that can fill you up. Mm -hmm. And so it's not a thing where I'm going to work and I'm going to grind so God can gift me with the, the only thing that my life revolves around. No, it's like that, that person should be in addition to. It should never be a, this is my life. <laughs> this is all, you know, I've been waiting for. I'm going to take all these like parenting classes and do all these, you know, walk in purpose and do all these million things. And then at the end of that, it's a spouse. No, the the person should be, um, they should be focused on God. Mm -hmm. And that's like the main thing. I love that. Oh my gosh. And I love you so much. Thank you so much for just this conversation yes. and I feel like a lot of young people can relate to this more than they think they do. Um, divorce happens. It's happening way more than, I mean, from when I can remember. Um, and the rates are going higher and higher. So just thank you for your transparency and yeah. for your life and for your obedience. Thank you. Because even just like you talked about the mistakes in relationships that you've made, like they've still created a beautiful life for you. So I've just... Just love, just love to see it, girl. Oh, thank you. Beauty for ashes. Always, always. So thank you guys for tuning in. And thank hey. you, Miss Hillary. Love you guys so much. Until next time. Bye.